Hello, good morning and welcome to the Desi Sportscast. Yes, after a few weeks away, uh, we're back and um, after a short break, we're back uh, with our regular shows and it's really good to be back. Um, and uh, we're going to start off the uh, new season of the podcast with uh, a review of Tokyo 2020. And I could not be more happy to have two guest um, uh, friends, I would say now, from our preview shows. And um, I was looking, I was lucky enough to see the coverage of uh, Sony 10 uh, Sports and the uh, experts they had. But I really don't think you could get better than these two people. So if there's media houses watching for the next Olympics and next big shows, get these two guys on because I am really, really fortunate to have them on this podcast with their knowledge and expertise and what they share. Um, so firstly, let me introduce, uh, well, he doesn't need an introduction, Shubhashish, welcome again to the show. Happy Independence Day to you, my friend. How are you? Thanks so much uh, for having me on, Bharat. Uh, happy Independence Day to you too. Uh, Yes, it's been great. Uh, it's been a historic uh, moment for Indian hockey and for Indian sport as well over the past uh, two or three weeks. Uh, firstly, uh, when people were actually looking forward to the event and also the results that been, uh, that have been put forward. So a great uh, sporting fortnight uh, for Indian hockey and for Indian sport, I would say. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's something that we're going to talk about because quite rightly, you know, it's something that we've been praying and hoping for, for I don't know how many years. And, uh, you know, it finally came uh, true, uh, came through as well. And uh, we'll start off the show with speaking of that. But but let me also introduce uh, another colleague and friend of the show, Vishank. So happy to see you again, my friend. Happy Independence Day to you. How are you? Happy Independence Day to you too, Bharat. I'm fine. I'm doing just good. Uh yeah, enjoyed the Olympics. It was pretty good. Uh, the best medal hall India has ever had. And uh, yeah, hopefully good things are lined up for Indian sports in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when we did the previous show, Vishank, you know, I stuck my neck out with a prediction. It wasn't quite there, but I'm still happy with what how it ended up. Um, it didn't even get to 50% of my prediction. But uh, like we said at that show, even to predict that number of medals was something because there were realistic chances. But we'll get through all that in, in, in the rest of the show. But let me just start off by just asking you about Independence Day, because living here in the UK, you know, obviously, we don't have an Independence Day for obvious reasons. But we see the big day that happens in America, which is the biggest one that we associate ourselves with, the 4th of July, and it's a huge occasion. Um, I'll start off with you, Subhashish. How is the day normally in India in terms of today? Well, Bharat, uh, you know, when we were back in school, uh, it was a day where, you know, we had uh, uh, flag hoisting functions, etc., with a couple of speeches, uh, a lot of patriotic fervor. Uh, in the air, and uh, I also remember, uh, you know, we had to uh, get to school even if Independence Day fell on a Sunday, like uh, you know, like it did today. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, even now uh, there is a lot of patriotic fervor associated with uh, Independence Day. Uh, uh, but I do miss uh, the days in school because those were special. Uh, there's, there's a slight difference since you mentioned the 4th of July. I think in America, 
it's it's more to do with uh, there's a very celebratory mood uh, about the American Independence Day. Uh, in India, it's it's more to do with uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of patriotic fervor and lots of patriotic feelings, etc. With uh, movies and patriotic songs playing on on the television channels, uh, lots of speeches made, etc. And uh, a great occasion, uh, nevertheless. And uh, for someone who hasn't experienced it, uh, someone coming from abroad, I'm sure. Uh, you know, they would love to be part of uh, the August 15th day in India. It would be a nice uh, spectacle for them, you know, to be involved in the Independence Day in some way or the other. Absolutely. And uh, two days on my bucket list is so long. I don't think I'll be uh, living long enough to fulfill it. But two days that I hope I get to uh, witness our Republic's Day and Independence Day. Uh, Vishank, you know, do people treat it as just another holiday? Well, it's a Sunday, but, uh, you know, uh, if it was on a weekday, another holiday, or is it a special day? And it was really special today having the sportsman at the Red Fort. Yeah, that, that was actually a very good thing to have all these Olympians uh, at the Red Fort. For me, I think Independence Day corresponds to good me uh, good food in the mess when I back in the college days. <laughs> We yeah, had these these very beautiful mitais of tricolor and wow uh, a, a good a good time with friends hang out and enjoy like like the, they do back in the US. We usually had good time in, uh, in the college and even in the school we had pretty decent time and uh, we had these uh, runs in the college one and a half two kilometer runs where we will. Uh, travel across the college or school and have uh, those uh, fun moments. Uh, yeah, I actually think uh, this is a huge uh, thing for inviting all the sports persons, uh, especially on the uh, in the Red Fort uh, on, on this big day, on this big occasion. So I think it's a, uh, it would have been a pretty uh, good experience for all those, uh, all the members of the Indian contingent. And yeah, let's see uh, how it pans out from here on. I think the uh, uh, all the steps are in the right direction as far as Indian sports are concerned. Uh, yeah, and um, you know we say that uh, you know all the, the this is a very special day that brings the nation together. But uh, something that does bring the nation together is uh, sports and uh, success in sports. You know, any day of the week, you know, or any time of the year, when we have that success, you don't need a special day. It just um, brings the whole nation to the as as one, as it were, in celebration. And we've just witnessed that with um, uh, the performances at Tokyo for uh, quite a few of our athletes that brought the whole nation together. Hopefully, you'll be able to share what the reaction was. I've seen it here on the media and some of the YouTube clips, and why it's fantastic to see. And it's something that we do on a regular basis when our sportsmen perform at these huge stages. But I have to start with hockey. And what I still class as our national game, it's not cricket. It, you know, hockey is our national game. And in, um, you know, in England, you know, we have this song for every single time there's a major tournament that Euros, the World Cup, it's coming home, it's coming home. It hasn't come home yet. Uh, we nearly got there this year. But finally, in hockey, it did come home. Uh, Subhashish. Um, we did the preview show and we, you know, we said it was not going to be easy. Uh, it, you know, the the teams at the top, even the top 10, there's not much difference and it's on the day. But the boys came through 
and what a performance. What a performance uh, indeed, Bharat. And, oh, uh, before you say Subhashis, I should say boys and girls. <laughs> I'll correct myself. <laughs> and uh, I think, uh, well, the girls outdid uh, the boys by some measure because uh, when the FIH went ahead and revised the rankings uh, midway through the tournament, uh, so the Indians were world number three. Uh, you know, midway through the tournament. So uh, they've done justice uh, to their ranking, I would say, by picking up the bronze medal. Uh, also, uh, Bharat, it didn't start uh, that well. Uh, so, that it, you know, the change in the script actually added to the excitement because they started off uh, with, I would say, a nervy 3-2 win against New Zealand, a win which uh, didn't inspire too much confidence. Uh, I wouldn't say they looked... Uh, like, you know, a team on the way to the podium. Then there was the 1-7 defeat against Australia, uh, which was shocking to say the least because we haven't lost to Australia by that big a margin for quite some time now. We did in the past. That was until maybe 2010, even 2014 maybe. But we've come pretty close to Australia. And, uh, you know, uh, people like me, we've, I've actually told a lot of our friends, our colleagues, uh, you know, people who don't usually watch hockey to watch that match. And it's going to be pretty close. It's going to be a humdinger. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Uh, we were in the match and uh, there was a PC from Harman Preet Singh, which uh, struck the post. And after that, it was uh, Australia all the way. And uh, I actually spoke to some experts after the match, uh, asking for their reactions. Uh, but, uh, you know, they actually told me that it was just a bad day in the office and that the Indians would come back. Uh, if you actually care to look to, you know, have a look at the match again, uh, it, it was just that, you know, when you're playing with a really big team, it's okay when you're down by one goal, a difference of one goal, when it gets to two, you're in trouble. And, uh, you know, that could have happened to Australia as well. And I say that with some confidence uh, because, you know, the Australians did struggle uh, against the Dutch as well in, 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 in the quarterfinals. So uh, it was just that when you get to a two-goal difference and the other team starts attacking, you have a lot of gaps at the back. And for a team like Australia, they're going to just, uh, you know, exploit the gaps in a big way. So that's what happened with the match against Australia. But I think the boys picked themselves up pretty well because in a tournament like the Olympics, uh, if you suffer a big defeat, it's not often that you see a team come back the way the Indians did, uh, you know, against Spain, against uh, Argentina as well, to back-to-back -back wins. And I think uh, it, it changed that. That was the, the dramatic change in the script. And, uh, well, against Japan, we were already uh, through, but we did pretty well. Uh, another thing, Bharat, is that for those who watched the matches pretty closely, the Indians were not playing their A game in the group stages. They had saved a bit for later, like the great teams did in the past. If you look at teams like Australia, Germany and the Netherlands, uh, the ones who were on top of world hockey in the past, in the group stages, uh, they never really stepped up the gears, but they always found a way to win 
uh, through what you'd call a lot of mundane stuff. But when you get to the knockouts, that's where you surprise the opposition and raise your game. I think the Indians did that pretty well because when they came at Great Britain pretty hard, and I think uh, on the whole, it was a pretty one-sided match against Great Britain, except for the last quarter when GB really pushed hard. But they were pretty much out of the contest by then. And uh, it's not so much that GB played badly. I think it's just that the Indians played Great Britain out of the contest in the first 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, even though there was a lot of pressure in the last 15 minutes, uh, there was nothing they could have done. Also, I think as far as the PCs were concerned, it was Rupinder Pal Singh who began in the group stages. And a lot of people thought that Rupinder Pal Singh was uh, going to be India's uh, primary PC taker. But that wasn't to be because Harman Preet Singh took over later in the competition. So I think these are things Graham Reed uh, did pretty well. Uh, you know, Harman Preet didn't come forward in the initial matches. That was India's trump card, and it was Rupinder who did the work initially. And Harman Preet came and surprised everyone with six goals. I think uh, that's pretty remarkable. So I think the Indians did very well, and I think they could have gone further as well, because in the match against Belgium, um, I think uh, it was pretty even until the penalty stroke, which Belgium earned. Uh, I'm not going into the, the controversy part of it because I think it's unfair on the umpires. But I would say it was the penalty stroke which was the turning point. And had Belgium not got the penalty stroke, it was a match which could have gone either way. And who knows, uh, we could have uh, uh, won silver or gold in Tokyo. But I mean, uh, we played really well against Germany as well in the bronze medal game. Uh, they really came hard at India. They tried every trick in the book, including things that Germans don't usually do. They got really physical, uh, they were temperamental, they threw the odd tantrum uh, at the umpires, etc. But, uh, you know, all credit to the Indians because, again, Bharat, uh, we're looking at a team who've uh, often been told that they choke on the big stage and you know they choke in the big matches they don't have big match temperament and here they were in a bronze medal match uh, you know against a team like germany so i think it was a stupendous uh, performance in the end and uh, well as far as the girls are concerned let me just again, uh, let me, before we get on to the uh, quite right because we need to speak about the women's team um but Vishank, just looking at the group stage and just picking up on a couple of points that Subhash has made, um, I was really happy with the win against New Zealand because we, we're usually slow starters in Olympic yep. uh, group stages. So I was really happy with any sort of a win. And then when we had that game against Australia and um, I, I saw the comments about a bad day at the office, I just you know, sort of had it in my head that, oh, we, we're not playing our A game because we're going to play the Australians in the latter stages and we'll save our A game against them for that. So that was my excuse for that performance. But it says something about this squad 
to come back from that, it is a humiliation. Let's face it, seven one uh, for a yeah. top ranking nation. It was amazing. Uh, but but uh, let me tell you one thing. The thing is that uh, I think this one seven defeat against the Australians is the best thing that could have happened to Indian hockey at that point in time. Because it happened in the group stage, very early in the group stage. So that is the time when you can, uh, when the chips are down and you uh, recollect, regroup and kind of recoup and uh, get up from the ashes, like uh, from the phoenix. Uh, so that is the way how they did it. And I think had that not happened and had that happened in the uh, quarterfinal stage that we had discussed in the previous show as well, that I need them to peak at the quarterfinal stage. I don't care if they are fourth, uh, fourth in their group. I don't care about that. I want them to uh, show their A game in the quarterfinal stage. Had they had they been uh, in the third spot or fourth spot, I don't care. But if they bring out their A game, they have the potential to beat any team in the world. One seven defeat against the Australians. Again, uh, uh, they were uh, Indians were attacking, and all the goals that uh, Australians scored were off the counter attack. So that can happen. Those things can happen. And but that was that humiliation is the thing that. Brought the best out of them. Germ, uh, say Spain, Argentina, Japan, uh, even against Britain, the uh, the Great Britain team. They lost against Belgium. Again, uh, the margin is, should not be the cause of concern here. The margin is 2-5 again because they were attacking when they were uh, down 3-2. So, counter-attacks can happen and uh, goals can be considered in that at that point in time. But their best game, I think, Everything was correct in the uh, against the German team. They actually, uh, the trapping was excellent. Their uh, circle penetrations were brilliant. They their shots on goal were uh, on target. Were they? I think scored four goals in the span of eight or seven minutes. From uh, they were two uh, three one down, I guess, and then from there the team made a five three uh, comeback, which speaks volume of the team. Actually, they know when to actually. Put that uh, foot on the pedal, and when the opposition team is kind of uh, in a jiffy or they are not doing their best, they seize that opportunity and they went five three up, and that was the point. I think uh, that actually kind of sealed the game for uh, for the Indian team. A bronze medal to savor, I would say, that uh, has to be the thing, and they need to improve on this. The the thing is that after 2012, when they lost all their uh, matches in the Olympics. They have actually steadily made those, uh, took the, those baby steps. It's the same with the uh, Belgian model as well. They were nowhere in the stay, uh, in the um, in the fray uh, say, at 2010 or 2009. But they had a plan and they had a vision, which was to make a team of the magnitude of, say, Australia. Now Australia, then there used to be Netherlands and Germany as well. The German team was pretty strong. They had that vision and they worked day in and day out to reach that uh, position. Same thing with the Indians. They took out, uh, they, there was a major reshuffle around 2012 when uh, a lot of uh, uh, senior members were actually uh, shown the door. And I think that again was uh, is a bold move when you back your youngsters to bring uh, all these uh, uh, medals, all, all these glorious medals. So I think we have done it and we have uh, shown how it is done. Now, the thing is that they need to again regroup for uh, big, uh, bigger tournaments. World Cup is coming and Asian Games they, uh, will be the opportunity to qualify for 24 Olympics. So I think the team is on the right way and I am expecting uh, 
far better uh, things from uh, the Indian men's hockey team and we'll talk about the female team as well. Absolutely, because we need to, um, you know, give the women just as much coverage uh, after their performance. But Subhash, just on the the team and how it's developed, you've watched a lot of hockey, but the mental toughness and the fitness in those conditions is something that we never used to have. And, you know, to come back from that 7-1 defeat, obviously it takes a lot, but then to beat Spain comfortably, to beat Argentina, both very good teams in their own right. Um, and Great Britain. Great Britain were, hope, were thinking they've got a middle chance, even though the rankings don't suggest that. It shows the progression this team has made. And how much credit does um, Coach Reed take for this? Well, definitely uh, Coach Reed uh, can expect uh, a lot of the credit, uh, especially since he's taken a lot of flack as well uh, for the team selections. Uh, he's uh, done something really bold uh, by, uh, you know, selecting a very young team. Uh, not a lot of people thought they would be able to take the pressure of the Olympics. Uh, in fact, Bharat, it's one of the youngest teams uh, in, in Tokyo uh, among the entire hockey uh among all the 12 uh, hockey teams, uh, uh, if, if you actually uh, you know compare the experience of the Indians to the Belgians or the Argentinians, uh, you know I would say they have just one third the experience which uh, Belgium, Argentina, and even Spain do. Uh, from a fitness perspective, I think it was just amazing uh, the way the boys. Uh, regrouped uh, and uh, let's forget the Australia match but post that and uh, of course mental toughness uh, as well but but again uh, you know it all started uh, with uh, I would say it started in uh, 2016 uh, with Harindra Singh and he did a really good uh, job uh, with the youngsters uh, and they won uh, their World Cup uh, the Youth World Cup so it, I think it started there and the groundwork was done there. A lot of these, uh, the same members have actually now uh, come up and doing well uh, at the senior level. Uh, but again, I wouldn't, uh, that, that's one reason, uh, you know, a lot of us uh, were actually bold enough to say that what this team has done, and even though it's a bronze medal, is perhaps, uh, I would say, on par with what the team of Moscow did. Uh, that is a lot to say, and not everyone would agree, but I would uh, say that, and I say that with a lot of confidence. Uh, I would disagree with you just... there, Subhashish. I think it's better than the Moscow gold. Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, I, I'm not just saying it because of the boycott, uh, etc. Uh, leave, leave that aside. Uh, uh, but, you know, the way the boys played uh, was, was quite phenomenal. Uh, and I think a lot of teams in world hockey will be looking at India now as a major force to reckon with, given the average age of the players, because this team can only get better. You know, if, if this team can win a bronze medal in the Olympics, uh, they made it to a World Cup quarterfinal as well, then uh, I would say this team would be maybe on par with Belgium uh, and Australia in a year or two. So uh, it's not so much the fact that we've won a bronze because there are teams who win medals. Uh, you know, you could 
if, if you pass the group stages, then maybe anything can happen in the quarterfinal and it could be a flash in the pan. In this case, it was not because, uh, you know, this team's been progressing well. They've been progressing gradually, but it's uh, the curve has always been upwards. The rankings improved. Uh, and I think, uh, I think Indian hockey uh, has really been uh, fortunate uh, for, for an Indian hockey fan to see the kind of progress that's happened over the last uh, five or six years. Uh, I wouldn't give the entire credit to Graham Reed, though he has done uh, a stupendous job as well. But uh, it all started, I would say, with Ronald Oldman's. Uh, Harindra Singh also did a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, this is the end result. And Hockey India has often been blamed for changing coaches at the drop of a hat. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they would now stand up and say what we were trying to do is, uh, you know, to raise the standards perhaps better than most. And uh, if you had to be a bit brutal or ruthless in the process, so be it. Uh, I think they're entitled to say that because... A decade ago, if you actually told someone that India would win a medal in hockey, uh, I think uh, they would say uh, you're off your bonkers, especially for a team which didn't even qualify for the Olympics in 2008, finished last in 2012. Uh, it's been quite uh, phenomenal. Uh, for people who don't follow hockey that well, they always compare this team to the ones of the past and the eight gold medals that were sometime back in history. And... Uh, I think uh, this team, uh, they are the best uh, ones we've had for the last four decades. And I hope at least now that Hockey India does go a bit slow with the coaches because, you know, you wouldn't want anything to go wrong uh, from here on when the team uh, is doing so well. Uh, yes, but answering your question, it's been fantastic from a fitness perspective as well as from a mental toughness perspective. Quite honestly, Bharat, I haven't seen any Indian hockey team uh, perform this well uh, over the past uh, two or three decades, definitely. Absolutely. And it was the bronze medal match against the Germans. And you don't get tougher mentally or physically than the Germans. And um, the performance they put in that day, Vishank, it was memorable. It was absolutely memorable. You know, even going a goal down and the pressure and, like you said, the physicality of the Germans did not, you know, put off the Indians. And, you know, they kept their tempo under control. You know, in the past, we could have got some yellow cards, possibly a green card, because of the physicality of the Germans. But they held their nerve. They had a game plan. They stuck to it. Yep. So, again, uh, if we see India were 3-1 down. And the thing uh, that would have worked in India's favour would have been the weather of Tokyo. It started 10.30 and the match ended by 12.30. It was hot, sultry, humid. And these are the conditions which um, actually no team likes. But Indians are more suited to that condition. So, uh, when it was uh, the peak time and uh, peak heat time, that is, at, uh, at, the, at the turf, um, it would have been, I think, it would have been a literal furnace over there. And uh, Indians scored back-to-back -back four goals. They were like uh, targeting the uh, German goal like anything, a German post like anything. Uh, so uh, they they had, uh, they seized those moments quite brilliantly. 
so even uh, when they were defending they were uh, marking pretty well the all the german attackers they were uh, marking and that to outside the uh, outside the circle more or less they considered a couple of penalty corners which was quite uh, obviously intuitive in the at that point in time because the germans were uh, all coming all guns blazing at them uh, but uh, kudos to priya shije she has done a he has been a wall of uh, indian hockey i mean he did deserve that medal i don't know if he's going to come in, uh, come back to olympics or not but uh, i hope he does because uh, he i don't know what uh, what is uh, lies after there are certain players we know that uh, like after tendulkar we used to say what after tendulkar after dhoni we said what after dhoni same uh, thing it's the same uh, thing with shrijesh as well uh, absolutely what after and, so, and um, the analogy why I would use that he's the great wall of India that can be seen, seen from space. He blocks that goal <laughs> and covers it well. Uh, but I have to share that I woke up at it was two o'clock in the morning here, and normally my routine was watch the Indian performance, then go back to sleep for a couple of hours, then start the day job. After the silver, uh, bronze medal match, I couldn't go to sleep. I was on a high. I, you know, I was so you know pumped up, um, so I just kept on drinking coffee and con- continued with the day. I didn't go back to sleep. It was an amazing feeling. Um, it was so apt that uh, she just saved that hand of yes, God, little hand of God. Absolutely, it. that was a fantastic save again. Yeah, summed up the team at last minute. You know, under right. pressure. Exactly. Subhashist, all this whole squad and the backroom staff will go down as legends, and I. Quite rightly, in my opinion, because you know I rate this bronze medal very, very highly. Is there any player that you would like, or any players that you know? Vishank has obviously mentioned the wall, and you've mentioned Hammondbridge, but the youngsters, you know, they need to be shouted out in terms of the performance they came with. Absolutely, Bharat. Uh, before I answer that, just a word about the Germany game because uh, we've uh, spoken quite a bit about the Germany game, and uh, something uh, which. Uh, you know, struck a lot of uh, hockey fans who've watched Germany over the years is that Germany themselves are playing a different game now. Because uh, if, if you notice the way the Germans played in the past, it was a very dasar game, not so attacking, uh, which is the reason uh, most games uh, against Germany, whether it was Australia, Germany, India, Germany, the score lines were always, you know, 2-1, 1-0, 3-2 at the most. Uh, the Germans themselves are playing a different uh, kind of uh, game now. They are more attacking than before, and they've changed the manner in which they play, which is the reason we've had a great bronze medal match. So the Indians were allowed to play their natural game, their free-flowing game. The Germans did as well. So, uh, you know, from an Indian point of view, it's difficult uh, to look at it from a neutral perspective because it was a bronze medal match, but I think it was one of the most exciting games of the competition. And if you watch the India-Germany game now without the pressure of knowing what's uh, going to happen, uh, it's, it's, it was an absolute hockey classic. <laughs> yeah, now going back to your question uh, also, Bharat, in the past, uh, there's something a lot of people have told me, including Bharat Shetri, uh, who was India's former goalkeeper. Uh, uh, he was uh, the captain for 2012, the team at the London Olympics. There used to be uh, two or three star players in the squad. So it used to be, the, the Indian teams from then used to be called the team of uh, heroes and zeros. So used, there used to be a few players who used to push their weight around, uh, maybe deservedly so, but you know, there also be, used to be others who uh, 
you know, never got a second glance. Uh, what Graham Reed has done is he's ensured that there are no stars in the squad per se. Now, of course, Swedish uh, is is a veteran, and uh, you know he's he's naturally a very uh, flamboyant person. So Swedish uh, apart, uh, it's a squad. It, it it was a totally a team performance, and you don't have stars in the squad. Let's say like you had a Dhanraj Pillai in the past. Uh, if you go back even further, you had people like Zafar Iqbal, Mohammad Shahid, uh, etc. In the present side, uh, when the strikers are, uh, you know, in sync, it's it's the wonderful passing that you see the one twos, uh, you know, the overlaps, the creating space, etc., which is done so well that you know you'd compare it to a well-oiled machine. So, you know, it's difficult to actually pick out players uh, because as a squad, they've clicked. Uh, you know, amazingly well, and I can't re remember any other Indian team which have actually clicked this well as a team without the so-called uh, proverbial star player. That said, uh, I think the strikers definitely deserve a pat on the back because uh, there was no S.V. Sunil, there was no Akash Deep, there was no Ramandeep Singh as well. And they did struggle in the initial matches and uh, or if, let's say, I, I would say they didn't really come to the party in the initial matches against uh, New Zealand and against Australia as well. But again, they did so on the big stage at the right time, uh, you know, the way Gurjant, uh, for, for example, in the match against Great Britain, if you remember, uh, we scored three goals from open play. <laughs> there was not a single goal off a of PC, and for a quarterfinal match, I think that was simply phenomenal. Because until that stage, it looked like the Indians were dependent on PCs. We're getting inside the striking circle, uh, trying to earn that PC, and hoping that Rupinder would actually convert. But uh, Graham Reed fooled everyone because that was not the plan for the group stage. Was not to be the plan for. Uh, you know, the matches post the group stages. So uh, I think Gurjant, uh, Shamsher, uh, Mandeep, they did a, a phenomenal job uh, up front. And uh, I think Graham Reed would have been under tremendous pressure post uh, the team selections. A lot was written about, a lot was discussed and debated about the Indian forward line, about the young Indian forward line, whether they would be able to mm. cope with the pressure. I think they've done remarkably well. I think they've exceeded expectations. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, it augurs really well uh, for the future as well. Uh, I think there is still a, a few other players knocking on the doors, which is a good thing. But from the Olympics point of view, I think Shamsher, uh, Gurjant, Mandeep and even Lalit was, uh, you know, Lalit is the only senior player among this squad and Lalit also was rested for the last uh, match, uh, which goes to show that Graham Reed was, uh, you know, for him, it's all about youth. And uh, these guys uh, have shown that, uh, you know, they have the class to outdo the experienced defensive lineups the phenomenally experienced defensive lineups of Spain, 
of Argentina, where you have players, if you actually look at the gaps, Bharat, in the Argentine defense, in the Spanish defense, you have defenders who have experience of more than 200 and 300 international caps. So, uh, you know, to, when you have the class to actually uh, outdo our defensive lineups uh, of uh, that stature, I think these guys are going to be on top of the world pretty soon. And uh, they did pretty well against Germany as well. The kind of moves which were manufactured, I think, were quite amazing. In fact, they came to their own against Germany. They didn't seem to be under too much of pressure, uh, you know, with the bronze medal and the history and the X number of years, etc. Uh, so uh, I think I wouldn't take any names, but for me, the Indian forward line really stood out because uh, not the expectations uh, were low. The pressure for them was pretty high and they stood up when it mattered the most. And uh, so, you know, the Indian strikers uh, for me uh, are the ones uh, I would always look up to, I would always remember because uh, quite frankly, Bharat, and we've discussed it on the first show as well, post uh, the team selections, about whether this uh, young forward line would be able to actually cope with the enormous pressure of the Olympic Games and they've done it and how so. Yeah, and it goes really well uh, for 2023. Gives us a lot of confidence going into the Asian Games, a lot of confidence going into that competition that we never used to feel, you know, even in the Asian arena, you know. But, you know, I, I can see the gap now opening up between us and the other na Asian nations and um, going into the 2023 World Cup. Um, and it's in our home uh, country, so um, going in with a lot of confidence and hope, and um, yeah, when you mentioned the federation, you know, you know, you keep everything crossed that they behave and take the right decisions because you know they're not renowned for that. Not just the uh, hockey federation, but the other ones as well. But um, Vishak, they usually say the sequels are never better than the originals, but check there too. I think it's a lot, lot better than the original. It is, it is so much better than the original. I mean, again, seizing the opportunity. They were humbled in their first three games, the Indian women's hockey team. I mean, uh, coming back in the last couple of minutes to score against uh, the likes of Ireland, uh, playing a good game against South Africa. Again, not peaking at that point in time. They peaked at the right time. That is against the Australians. The mighty Australians, as they would call themselves, and uh, what a game! What a game against the Australians! I mean, you can, you can name. Uh, I, I mean, uh, any everyone in the team was giving their hundred and ten percent. Come the uh, quarterfinal, uh, come the knockout stages. Vandana Kataria, Rani Rampal, Savita Punya was like uh, an Asht Devi, Durga Mata, <laughs> saving from left, right, and center. I don't know how did how she managed all those saves um, again and. Uh, uh, then we uh, then against uh, against the Argentinians in the uh, semi-final. I think I saw a couple of opportunities missed by the Indian team, and I was like face palm at that point in time. I just it was the case of what could have been versus what happened eventually. But against the great British, uh, against the Britain team, again they were uh, doing pretty well mm -hmm. uh, uh, until uh, the last couple of goals they, that they conceded. They 
they brought their best game uh, at the right point in time. That was lacking in the Indian hockey that Bharat I had I, I actually told you previously as well. The thing that lacks with the Indian hockey is the killer instinct. When you actually have to show it, we have more often than not failed. But this pleases me so much This as an Indi- as, a, as a fan of Indian hockey, as a fa- fan of uh, uh, hockey as, in general as well. You would like uh, teams to give their best uh, give the best hockey or show their best game or skills at the right time uh, point in time uh, indian women team won how many two and three three matches out of their five six seven eight eight matches that they played but all those three matches were so crucial they were so crucial that they need they they, give, they should be given a big hand for uh, their performances that is what uh, defines a great team from a good team you have to seize the opportunity and this indian women's hockey team is a great team i think come the commonwealth games uh, the australian team will be seeking revenge on them but i think uh, it will be a mouth watering uh, encounter uh, in in birmingham and uh, in asian games as well i think they have to build upon this uh, momentum and seize their opportunity for uh, at these games so that uh, again they qualified very late for the olympics had they qualified in the asian games uh, it would have been a, it would have given them a, uh, them a much be- better or a much bigger uh, chance uh, to uh, to prepare for the olympics now uh, they have to actually try to win this uh, at the asian games so that they qualify for the olympics and then try and build uh, try uh, various permutations and combinations various striker combinations various goalkeepers also they should try at different points in time so that uh, they get the perfect combination come 2024 and this team has the potential to go one better at the 24 olympics and hopefully they do it as well Let's see how they uh, absolutely so patris uh, again you mentioned the age of the men's team this is a very young uh, women's team as well uh, but the the result against australia um, will go down in in my opinion, not only uh, hockey folklore, but Indian sporting folklore, surely. Well, Bharat, uh, but being quite honest, it was not a result. Uh, I was pleased at the result. It, it, it wasn't a result that astounded me because we have been doing well. Uh, if if you actually you know followed uh, the matches that the Indian women's team have played over the last two or three years, uh, they've got closer and closer to... Uh, the top teams. Uh, now, you know, for example, if, if you actually look at the, the Commonwealth Games semi-finals uh, against Australia, uh, we were pretty much there. We were there in the contest. Uh, they won by a lone goal. It was a controversial goal, which the girls still have, haven't forgotten. Uh, it was a Grace Stewart uh, goal. Uh, it could have been called a dangerous ball. It wasn't. And uh, a one-nil uh, defeat. Uh, it was a pretty glo- close game uh, at Gold Coast uh, in 2018. Uh, also in the Commonwealth Games, uh, the Indians beat England uh, in the group game, uh, of course, uh, lost the bronze medal game. So, uh, you know, I, I, I always felt that the rankings, uh, you know, didn't justify uh, the potential of the team because they were number 10. And uh, but we were playing like, uh, you know, possibly a number six or a number seven. Uh, I think what was phenomenal was not the fact that uh, you know they 
did so well. I always thought they had the capacity to win, but coming back from three defeats uh, isn't easy. You know, you know the draw was actually uh, the draw was actually announced. This was in November 2019, and the moment the draw came out, we actually looked at the draw and said it's going to be Netherlands uh, up front. The Indians are going to play Netherlands, Netherlands and uh, Germany, Great Britain. So that's going to be pretty tough. They were the medalists in Rio. Yes. So uh, if if you look at uh, the first game against the Netherlands, uh, you know, Netherlands went up 1-0 and Rani Rampal equalized. And we actually held the Netherlands for quite a while in the first half. And I think that itself was a phenomenal achievement because no other team in the Olympics part has been able to... Uh, uh, you know, uh, master Netherlands, even in the semi-finals, uh, they actually cruised uh, to a, a pretty, uh, you know, a magnificent win over uh, GB. I mean, GB had no chance uh, whatsoever in, in, in that particular match. It was only the Argentinians which gave them a bit of a fight in the finals. It was 3-1. That was also to do with Gonzalo Pea and his, uh, his coaching uh, instincts. But to actually put up a a fight against the Netherlands, the way they did in the first half, I think that was phenomenal. Forget about the scoreline, uh, forget about the 5-1, but the fact that, uh, you know, there was a time when Alison Anand, the Dutch coach, was actually looking worried in the first half, the way the Indian girls were going, because they had no idea what to do, and they, they regrouped in, in, in the second half. So, uh, coming back from three defeats and to then have your backs to the wall and still have uh, the energy and the resolve and the self-belief uh, to you know come back and make it through uh, past the group stages and then do so well in the quarterfinals because what usually does happen with teams who just about make it is they don't have the reserves left anymore because mm. they've spent it all you know, just coming out of the group stages. Mind you, that didn't happen. In the quarterfinals, they were still at their best. They played the quarterfinals. It was the Australians who looked out of sorts. You know, but in that particular match again, it was not like the proverbial underdog who managed to score a goal and are defending in numbers. It wasn't that because a lot of uh, lower-ranked teams do that. I think the Indians took the attack to the Australians, it was the Australians who were falling short of options. They were the ones who were looking frustrated. They were the ones who were under pressure. So I think, uh, you know, believe you me, if you have another match against Australia, it's going to be another close encounter. We may not win, but I think we've reached, uh, you know, that level. and. Uh, again against Argentina as well. I, I thought the first signs of, uh, well, I wouldn't say fatigue, but, uh, you know, they looked a bit, there was a lack of creativity against uh, Argentina. Also because the Argentinians uh, on the day, uh, they played a phenomenal game. I think they raised their game a bit, uh, considering the way that the Indians were playing, because by then the Indians had this giant killer reputation. So uh, I think they did a lot of work before the Indian game to find out how they would go at the Indians. 
uh, I thought against Argentina too, we did have chances and who knows what could have happened if uh, we had somehow managed, uh, uh, you know, pulled that match into a shootout. Uh, but even so, I think uh, the girls uh, really deserve a pat on the back. But again, Bharat, I would say this, and I told you this in, in, in the show, in the previous show as well, that uh, I think this team had the potential to uh, go all the way. Getting into the quarterfinals was the tough part, but once uh, they got into the quarterfinals, this team was capable of pretty much anything because they did have the capacity to uh, get past the very best, maybe not the Netherlands, but everyone else. So. Uh, my, my my expectations were a little bit low. I would have been extremely proud if they got into the quarterfinals. I, I, that was my, you know, I thought if they get to the quarterfinals, that'd be an amazing achievement. Um, I think the Australians, it, it, it seemed to me that they felt they just needed to turn up and they'd win. They were that sure of themselves because after the group stage where they'd only conceded one, won all their five games comfortably. Absolutely. And if, if you were an Australian hockey fan, you'd really feel uh, for them. Or I'm not going to say that because, no, I don't. you know, because, <laughs> you know, a team, a team that have done so well in the group stages of Australia weren't at their best uh, two or three years back. But this Australian team, they really stepped up. They really played well in the group stages. They were looking like going all the way. And, uh, you know, uh, they are sent out, sent home uh, by a team like India. I mean, uh, that's the last thing uh, they would have expected because they would have looked, uh, you know, before the game, they would have had a look and said the Indians, they've lost three games. Uh, they've just about managed uh, a backdoor entry uh, into the quarterfinals. And is this a team who are going to actually uh, pose a challenge for us? We don't think so, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it took a while. Uh, Know, for them to realize what was happening uh, on the pitch. But then again, all credit to the Indians. Uh, the way they played uh, is just phenomenal. And also the maturity, uh, Bharat, the way they managed the last 15 minutes. Because now if you're saying that the Australians thought they could have got back at any stage, well, of course, they could have. Now, especially in the final 15 minutes uh, when they throw everything at you, and you still have uh, the maturity to know uh, when to actually slow down the pace of the game and uh, you know when uh, to uh, control uh, the pace, when to control uh, the possession, etc. I think that was amazing. Uh, they showed no nerves. They were not overawed. They were not overawed by the big stage one bit, even though it was the quarterfinals of the Olympics. And for me, that was what stood out. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, they were so close to a medal, silver and then a bronze. And um, their reaction and how devastated they were after the loss to Britain, I think that will be the biggest learning experience for this young team that they will take away from the Olympics. And, um, you know, I think their performance is on par with the men's and we've said what, how highly we rate that performance. Um, so hockey seems to be, not seems to be, is in a very good position and um you know we've got lots to be proud of and lots to look forward to in the in our national game i'll keep repeating it i want to get that message it's our national game um but just turning to some of the sports that you know we didn't get the same sort of um response um i just want to start with you vishank archery and to be fair you called it 
on the previous show that if the ranking day doesn't go well for us, it's not going to go well for us exactly. for the rest the, of the tournament. The what went the, wrong for our yeah, metal hopes? I don't know. Everything went wrong. They were lined up for a quarterfinal or a pre-quarterfinal match against the Koreans. Every match, every season, they were either 8th or ninth. I, I had mentioned it earlier as well. I want 4th or 5th mm. so that you can at least face them in the semis. But they were... Uh, they played a pretty good uh, in the mixed team event. Uh, uh, Deepika and uh, Praveen did a pretty good job against the uh, Taipei team, I think it was, uh, their first match, to win that. Uh, against An and uh, An San and another uh, Korean archer, I forgot his name. They obviously were uh, pushovers for the, uh, for the likes of Koreans because. Uh, those two talented Koreans are actually one of the best archers that, in fact, the world has ever seen. Including Ansan, who won three gold medals at the uh, uh, Tokyo Games. So, again, the men's team, the quarterfinal against uh, okay. the Koreans lost. The, but the thing is that it is a mental block as well. When you see uh, Korea, you kind of feel that that's it, the end of the world. Nothing can happen after that. But Atanu proved you wrong. Uh, Atanu yeah. did a brilliant job uh, against the Olympic champion from 12 and 16, uh, 12 and 20. Uh, so, if you can beat a person like uh, Ojin Hik in and make his heartbeat go, there was a very uh, good uh, uh, thing uh, from kudos to broadcasters. They were showing the heartbeats of every archer who was right. in the individual event. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I mean, uh, Indian archers are almost every time I saw were in the range of 180, while the Co Koreans were shooting at 90 odd. <laughs> it's a stroll in the park for those guys. I mean, they, those guys are champion archers. They have been doing it for, uh, since the age of uh, five or six. So to match that level, you have to have that composure. We are not bad by any uh, means, but we are just not good enough at this point in time and uh, if you can see currently the world youth archery uh, championships are going on and india is doing pretty good again korea is not there so the hype should be a little mellowed down because when the koreans come against you you have to take a back seat you tend to uh, get that vibe that we have to do a little better at this point in time but the young archers are doing pretty good they are doing a pretty great job I wish compound archery was there in the Olympics. We are champions there with the likes of Abhishek Roma. But that is sadly not the case. Yeah, I think it's good that uh, I, I was seeing the um, world champion, youth world championship results. And it's good that uh, there's more talent coming through. And like yeah. you said, we're not far away. But the Koreans are a different level. Uh, but just one quick uh, point on what was your reaction to the mixed team and the last minute change? Oh, so uh, actually there was no change actually. Because uh, I thought Praveen, it was meant to be Deepika and uh, Atanu, but then it was Deepika uh, and... Uh, Deepika and Praveen, uh, actually there was uh, there were three male archers and the one who topped the ranking round would go into the uh, mixed team event. Oh, is it automatic? Uh, yeah, it is automatic. Right. So Praveen topped the uh, ranking and uh, uh, he just finished a couple of spots ahead of Atanu. And Atanu was... Uh, he started brilliantly in the ranking round, but he kind of fell apart in the second half. 
His first 36 shots were pretty, uh, pretty good, but pretty solid uh, 36 shots. But his next 36 shots were not uh, uh, at par, even at par for his standards. So he fell down, and uh, Deepika was paired with uh, Praveen. And again, they had a seeding of I guess eight or nine. I think mm -hmm. they were like that. So a potential quarterfinal uh, match against Koreans, and that's what happened. And uh, one federation that we can applaud that usually does things well is the shooting federation. But the shooters, I mean, not one finalist. Um, big disappointment. It sort of got, yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm big, big disappointment. I'm disappointed only for Saurabh because that person has given his heart out for the nation, for the tricolor. He did everything that was humanly possible. He was shooting uh, like with rifle pre precision in. Uh, in the qualification rounds, I have never seen uh, Saurabh have two nine shots uh, in the nine, uh, two shots in the nine ring, uh, two adjacent shots in the nine ring, uh, so as to say. But in the finals, he started with a 10 point something, 10.1 if I'm not uh, wrong. And uh, then he had four shots in the range of 9.2 to 9.6. I have never seen Saurabh. These shots, mind you, are pretty good in uh, pistol shooting as well uh, when you shoot uh, in in the finals and you are in 9.5 they are not that bad they, you can recover from that uh, point but at the olympics it is the competition is actually cutthroat you cannot uh, just come back from that point uh, and after the first round where he scored uh, 47 out of uh, 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 the first five shots it was uh, always the catching game for him he but the, I mean, again, rifle shooters, I had mentioned that uh, they were not doing good in... But we were expecting the, medals from the pistol contingent. Uh, we were expecting uh, from the uh, pistol contingent. And in the mixed team event, I uh, I would be very true. I was, uh, that that, uh, that night I was completely sleepless because I was expecting nothing but a, uh, at least a silver medal. Because the team uh, of uh, Manu and... Uh, Saurabh, it was doing that in every World Cup. So, again, false alarms, one can say. Uh, because, again, uh, if you see the qualification round or qualification round one of the mixed team event, uh, Saurabh and Manu combined, uh, combinedly joined together to score, I think, 586 or something like that was there. And they topped the qualification round. Yeah. Saurabh with a mind-boggling 297. Again, uh, uh, in the second round, Saurabh pretty good, an average of 97, 194. But Manu actually fell apart pretty badly. They, those were some of his worst shots. I think she scored a couple of eights on the trot and there were a, a total of four or five eights in her uh, 20 shots. Never seen a Manu shoot like that before. So, I mean, yeah, they are very young. The pressure of Olympics probably got to them. And this is a learning curve from, for all of them. But the thing with Saurabh is that I don't know where he goes from here on. Because that person has actually given it his all. And if he decides to move on from the sport, I, I don't want that to happen. I really want him to go for uh, 24 Paris. Because he has worked all that. Uh, he has given all all his life to shooting and 
I'm, I don't, I'm actually loss of words uh, at loss of words. I don't know what to say for Saurabh because I still cannot comprehend the fact that uh, after shooting so well in the cycle and uh, he is coming medalist at the, from the, you know, from Tokyo, mm. but hopefully he will uh, pick up the straws and hopefully he will come up like a true champion, like true ch- like a true champion does. I really hope and let's see how it goes. Uh, other than that. Uh, Rifle shooters were, uh, I think, pretty much a disappointing story. Uh, the closest um, uh, that we could have come was uh, in the last event, that was 50 meter rifle three positions, where Ashwari was uh, shooting like a dream in uh, the um, kneeling uh, point, uh, kneeling round, where he scored, I guess, 395 out of 400, which is one of the more uh, more tough uh, uh, rounds of the three. But he faltered in the event where actually you were expected to get at least 395 and above he scored i guess 390 or uh, 390 only 389 or 390 i don't remember correctly but his ranking dropped from second to 18th that is how he fell how badly he fell uh, after a poor uh, prone round and again catching up job is not an easy thing to do in olympics no. uh, but shooting. with paris only three three years away hopefully there'll be a little bit of encouragement you know yeah, they're, they're all some 19 or 20 year old guys they they should take this in their stride uh, if i have to make an analogy na uh, obviously we have not brought him up till now but uh, i would say neeraj chopra look at neeraj chopra uh, i fo- i have followed his cycle from uh, 2013 i would say uh, the first time i saw him uh, crossing the 80 meter barrier it was in 2015 31st december on 31st december 2015 and after that, at the South Asian Games, he threw 82.23, which was equaling the national record uh, throw. Uh, with uh, Rajinder uh, Singh uh, had that uh, had thrown that mark in National Games 2015. After that, there was so much pressure on Neeraj to qualify for the Olympics. So much pressure that he participated in 10 events post uh, uh, this uh, South Asian Games and uh, the qualification t- end of qualification timeline. And he was not able to breach the 80, even the 80 meter mark in any of those events. He even lost the Asian uh, Youth uh, Asian Junior Championships uh, event that time, which was a big surprise. When everyone was expecting that he will do it in uh, Canter, that event took place in Vietnam, and he was in Europe, tra- training in Europe, traveling uh, from uh, places, uh, from place to place to get all that necessary competition. And all of a sudden, he was called back to Vietnam, scored a below par 77-odd meter to uh, win a silver medal. That's the only uh, major championship medal that he does not have. Uh, the gold medal that he does not have. Uh, and the world championship medal, obviously. And But the thing with world championship medal is that he will be able to win that medal. But Next year. Championship. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, you, you brought up Niraj, and uh, you know, there's a lot of expectations. Um, but he amazing, uh, Sebastian. I don't know if you saw the uh, javelin finals, but um, uh, it was a proud, proud moment to hear the national anthem on the Olympic Absolutely, stage. Absolutely, uh, Bharat, uh, especially since uh, you know, uh, India winning a medal in athletics is, is uh, something uh, remarkable, it's something we really needed. Uh, because yeah, I know this this uh, archery and and uh, shooting uh, boxing again. Uh, we could have uh, done uh, better, but uh, 
you know, for India to win a medal in athletics, I think uh, was a phenomenal achievement. Uh, and, uh, you know, for just the sheer focus uh, to be on athletics uh, with uh, Neeraj's uh, win, uh, because the Indian uh, media, uh, Bharat, is, is rather strange. Uh, for people who've actually followed athletics or let's say hockey or any of the Olympic sports for years, they know what it's all about. So either you are in complete ignominy or when you reach the medal stage, there's a frenzy of a different kind uh, where uh, a billion people are searching uh, for who you are, etc. So it's either this or that. So uh, it, it takes a medal uh, for the focus to actually uh, be on uh, that particular person irrespective of the fact that uh, you may have done pretty well and not won a medal and no one would know about you. And that's, I would say, the sad part of it. But yeah, I think a medal in athletics uh, was uh, great. And uh, yeah, of course, I, I did I, watch it. Uh, I, was, I was just going to add to that. I think Neeraj's gold medal is going to be a turning point for Indian athletics. I think um, I can honestly see a lot of young, young people being motivated by his performance, um, the fact that he's a, um, a model in terms of his looks and what have you helps, uh, to, but he's a proper poster boy for Indian athletics that, you know, um, and uh, I think he's going to do wonders for the sport uh, and hopefully the federate again, we come to the federation, hopefully they can uh, take advantage of this amazing performance by this one person that could change the whole sport in our country. Um, but yeah, um, in, in terms of, you know, you say every single medal for a country like ours is something special because we were talking in the green room earlier that if you're an American, you get all these medals every single day, you get seven a day, 10 a day, and we come out with seven, but every single one is very, very special. And, um, got to mention, you know, the, uh, Saikam, Janu, Raviko Madaya, PV Sindhu, what amazing performance. Uh, what amazing I performance. The, uh, I think PV Sindhu was the best individual performer for India. I, I in didn't expect a medal from her. We put her down, but I thought it would be very, very tough for her to you get know, a medal. I, I, yeah, yeah, I had actually said that she doesn't lose two matches in a row. So she has never done that. If she passes the Akane uh, hurdle, then she will be uh, meddling at the Tokyo Olympics. And that is what she did. She, uh, the Aizuying was, uh, again, going to be very difficult. That, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. So, it was comfortable uh, for the Taiwanese. Yeah, it was uh, pretty difficult for uh, PV to uh, breach that barrier when uh, she has defeated uh, uh, Taizuying in the Olympics at 2016 mm -hmm. and, uh, and the World Championships as well when she eventually went on to win a gold medal. So the thing with that was that uh, her mental block, uh, that uh, Tai Zuying's uh, thing was only a mental block. She is a far better shuttler. She is the best shuttler I think I've ever seen. And the most underrated shuttler I would uh, say Tai Zuying is. Uh, <clears throat> again, went the Li Chong V way to win a silver medal. <laughs> and I think it is probably her last Olympics as uh, per media reports. I really wish that she comes so that there's a healthy competition in badminton uh, around uh, in women's singles because after Tai Zuying, you do not have a lot of shuttlers with that deception quality. PV Sindhu deserves a pat on her back. She has only lost two games in the whole of Olympics and those two games were quite expected. 
the loss kind of uh, so as to say was quite expected against Dai's uh, wing. But against He Bing Jiao, again bringing her A game, He, Jing, he Bing Jiao before this encounter led uh, 9 to 6 uh, against uh, PV Sindhu. But PV Sindhu has actually uh, in her last encounter, you could see the glimpses of uh, PV Sindhu bringing her attacking game into the fray. She has been her attacking game has been improving leaps and bounds uh, since to, uh, since uh, this new Korean coach Park. I mean, he has worked on his attacking game. He, he has worked on her uh, stamina as well. She's a much better and a much fitter shutter at this point in time. And I think uh, from here on till Paris, I think sky is the limit for her. She can actually go on and win that, uh, become the first Indian to win three medals at the Olympics. And uh, I really back her to do that yeah um, yeah incredible uh, performance but just th through yeah. you two and through this uh, medium if you see any of the 115 odd athletes anywhere um paying by credit card make sure you tap on their behalf um and get the message <laughs> out into the country that they should tap on uh on because what they do for our country and what joy they bring to us uh, but you have to, you know, also mention Bajrang, fantastic performance. Um, you know, we're a little bit unlucky, but he yeah, came out with a medal. He story of what could have been. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I also have to give a shout out to uh, Aditi in the golf. Oh uh, uh, to come from where she's ranking about 200 to Again, last hole. I, I, I mean, I said it in the previous show as well. I see her in the top 10 because... She has that experience from uh, from uh, Rio. She was among top ten in the first two days. She has that glorious uh, talent of putting the ball at the. Uh, she owns the greens. Yeah, at the greens. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, when you have that kind of experience at your behind your head or in your at the back of your mind, you can actually build upon th those things. That what went wrong exactly at that point. She was minus six after uh, after uh, two days, and then she went plus two after the third day. That is a horrendous third day at uh, Rio. But this time around, again, after two days, I was a little jittery if she can manage it for the third day. Again, at the third day, she was at the second position at minus 12, and that was incredible. And she had four classic days of uh, uh, women's golf. Uh, I mean... Uh, even the uh, Lydia Ko and uh, the gold medalist name, I forgot. Uh, from US, yeah, yeah. She, they had. Oh, she's uh, up and number down. one. Yeah, she's world number one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had up and down days. Uh, uh, she but, had minus nine day as well. She had a day where she scored minus. Uh, had a uh, under par of uh, nine. Uh, Lydia Ko again minus six uh, on the final day. So, but Aditi had a very consistent uh, round of days, and uh, I think. Uh, she deserves a lot of credit. Hundred uh, uh, percent for, for her achievement. I hope this uh, also propels her to improve her rankings and her performance in the tour. Yeah, because amazing, amazing performance. It was like winning a medal. But you know, other sports that did well, Avinash and uh, the four by four hundred relay broke national records oh in athletics. Bhavani Devi first win, oh, first yeah. fencer. She wins the first round as well. Uh, Manika Batra getting to the third round of table tennis. Uh, Sumit with his win against the uh, in the first round. Anshu in the wrestling. Uh, future is really bright for Anshu as well, I think. Yeah. So Anshu a lot of 
Yeah, but she's young enough. She's young enough. She'll learn. And that's what we've been saying for a lot of these sports. But overall, uh, Subhashish, out of 10, how do you rank our Olympics? We've got the biggest, we, had, we sent the biggest contingent in the most number of sports. Hockey medal came home after 40 odd years. How do you rate out of 10 in terms of the overall uh, performance of the Indian contingent? I think, Bharat, uh, there, were, there were certain sports in which I felt uh, we exceeded expectations. There were a lot of sports uh, in which we did not match up to expectations. Uh, we did not match up to expectations, I thought, uh, as far as uh, archery was, is concerned, uh, boxing, even with uh, Lovlina, uh, and uh, also uh, shooting, perhaps. That was made up by the fact that the hockey team uh, did pretty well. So. Uh, I would uh, put the overall performance in terms of what, how we've done in the past, uh, what was expected, and uh, etc. I would put uh, India's performance at somewhere around seven. Vishank, uh, I'm not that great. Uh, who am I to judge those guys? They are giving their blood and sweat to the nation, and uh, but I think there are quite a few learnings for the shooting team. For the archery team again, for the wrestling team as well, I think wrestling, uh, I was expecting a far better performance from the female wrestlers. I mean, um, the likes of uh, Anshu and Vinesh, uh, mm. they should have done a little better than what they did. With Vinesh, actually, the thing is that, again, you hear a lot of articles coming around and that pains me a lot. when. The thing with Simone, when we yeah, when are you when you are comparing yourself with Simone Biles, Simone Biles came out in public uh, domain with her issues during the Olympics. She didn't wait for the Olympics to end, and had she told these things at the time of Olympics or going before going to Olympics, we could have understood what she is going through. But now coming with those statements, it um, it actually for me is not the kind of attitude that I would uh, say she should be having. She should take it in her stride again. Uh, she didn't lose to a better opponent at first place. Uh, she has to understand that. She has to get that right, that she didn't lose to a better opponent. She lost because she was underconfident. And uh, again, other sports like boxing, a couple of decisions here and there. I think Satish Kumar was the standout for me. He gave his heart out against Jalalo. Uh, I was not expecting, I was expecting a TKO or uh, RSC kind of uh, contest against Jalalo, but he, show, he, he showed that metal that an army man has, that uh, power that an army man possesses. Overall, shooting, archery, uh, boxing, wrestling, they were quite, quite a huge disappointment for me. Uh, even athletics to an extent was a disappointment for me. Because I was expecting Kamalpreet also to win a medal, and if you if you would have seen her last attempt that went out of bounds, uh, that throw, I have just played it on slow motion a couple of times. I was seeing it was over sixty six meters, <laughs> just that, just that uh, inside the sector. She, she had she been just inside that sector, she would have a medal against her neck as uh, on her neck as well. Race walkers did a brilliant job, brilliant yeah, job. Priyanka, yeah. Priyanka was. Phenomenal uh, in her, uh, uh, she challenged the uh, leaders back till uh, I think 10, 11 kilometers, and without showing a lot of uh, fatigue, so as to say. So all in all, there are sports where we should have done better, and there are sports where we did better. 
uh, I mean, where we exceeded expectations like golf, even hockey, I would say, uh, the kind of attitude they have shown. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of learnings and the crop that is coming up should be, they should be told or they should be uh, reminded of the fact, not reminded of the fact that this is Olympics. They should be told that this is just another tournament. This is not Olympics. Indian government then they will do well. Otherwise, <laughs> if you bring in all that pressure of money and stuff uh, at the start of the Olympics, uh, there is no chance anyone is going. They are, anyways, uh, you just expect, uh, you can imagine a person whose father is earning 30,000 rupees per month or 40,000 rupees per month and uh, uh, you tell him that if you win a gold medal at the Olympics and uh, we'll uh, pay you 10 crore rupees. They are going to falter in that uh, situation any which way. So, these should uh, things should be refrained from the government should refrain from these things if they have to if they need to have those rich hall of medals the next time around because we potentially can win more than 20 medals uh, at the uh, paris olympics but just the right attitude the right kind of attitude is required we probably lost out on four or five medals at the tokyo olympics i'm i can uh, pretty much uh, uh, count them as well i mean this uh, vinacious loss they, it was a heartbreaking loss she was expecting uh, expected to go uh, through to the final rounds and uh, aditi i mean she did a brilliant job but i mean she lost so out very close yeah. by just centimeters so as to say uh, if you could uh, say that uh, way and Deepak yeah. was close in the wrestling yeah again yeah uh, Deepak lost. Uh, he that is. I think that is the easiest bronze Olympic medal so that well. he could have. Yeah. <laughs> would have thought he had to San, somebody from San Marino, but there you go. That's what yeah. the Olympics is yeah. all about. But for yeah, me, uh, the draw was the yeah. But um, you know, biggest uh, medal haul, biggest contingent that we sent. A lot of lot of prospects. But also, uh, also Bharat. Sorry, uh, since uh, Shang mentioned the point about the money, uh, it's 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 a bit funny because. Not so long ago, uh, there was a lot of talk in the Indian media that the incentives uh, were not uh, strong enough. And, uh, you know, uh, saying that uh, the, the government went offering uh, enough incentives. Uh, do I agree, uh, say, you know, with f that finance isn't incentive enough or it raises pressure perhaps. But I think, uh, just, just to make a point, that I think there is far too much focus on the ones who actually won the medals as opposed right. to, let's say, the ones who put in that effort and haven't. And that is something that the Indian media just doesn't seem to understand. Uh, there's too much focus on the ones who brought home the medals. There's not so much fo focus on performance and why, let's say, someone has done so well but have faltered against better opponents, etc. Not enough analysis of that, which I think needs to and, and I, I, I absolutely agree, because when you think about it, and we said it in our previous show, Visank, that all these 115 athletes have already won by qualifying, yeah, they because they've the... jumped over so many barriers to get to the Olympics. So they've already won. And um, that was why I said earlier that, you know, if you see um, any of the 115 athletes, not just the seven medalists, but if you see any of the 115 athletes, tap for them as well. Yeah, they actually deserve a pat on their back. They have done a great job qualifying at first place. But again, a valid point by uh, uh, 
Subhashish that the thing is that uh, there is a lot of focus on the people who have won medals. Lavlina Borgohan is a two-time world championship bronze medalist. But how many of us uh, knew about her before uh, the Olympics or before she won a medal, uh, uh, so as to say. So these kind of things are uh, pretty... Uh, Indian media needs to realize that who their actual heroes are. They have to really push uh, uh, like uh, a, a sort of igni- uh, ignite uh, their uh, uh, they, you have to back your athletes because they have the potential but if you if they are not getting that recognition uh, they will eventually falter so uh, you have to recognize your athletes you have to just say that yeah these are potential medal prospects because they have actually first they have qualified for the olympics uh, coming through uh, huge barriers and all these things in their life so uh, these things need to be realized. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think the um, main thing is the trajectory is going upwards. I think that's one thing we can all agree with. And uh, I think it will take another show, probably an hour-long show, to talk about the finances and how the government could do things a lot better in terms of financing. I think they're doing a brilliant job uh, in, because you can see the number of uh, athletes have qualified. You can see the various programs, you know, Vishank, you mentioned the Kelo uh, games, the Kelo Youth Games, uh, University Games. So you can see, you know, that all of those programs take time to produce the results, but yeah. at least they're in place. And um, Hockey Federation, you know, despite the Federation, the team is in an upward trajectory and, you know, has been for a while. So there's a lot to look forward to and be proud of. And, um, I want to do a. I was going to speak on this show, but I'll probably do another half-hour show sometime in the next week or two, because I want to highlight the Paralympics, and we're sending our largest contingent again. And you know, you, you mentioned the the focus is never on the other sports outside cricket. The focus is definitely not on the Paralympics, and our 54 Olympians who are going to represent the country. And so, Bashir, you quite rightly mentioned that, you know, does anybody know the medalists from Rio? We had two gold medalists. Does anybody remember their names? Um, (laughs) And the fact that uh, I was saying that even in in terms of the media, I think it's Eurosport India that's covering the Paralympics, not any of the major sports channels, uh, tells you a lot. It's it's, it's, uh, Doordarshan, that's the national, uh, uh, you know, it's it's Doordarshan, that's, of course, the government... uh, service and it's also Eurosports, so that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and um, you know, just like this Olympics, we're sending the largest number. They're going to be in nine sports. Uh, they're going to be bringing laurels to our country. Um, and I'm they did- expecting a, a double of uh, medals that uh, the uh, our Olympians have brought. I'm expecting almost 10 to 14 medals from these guys. They are brilliant. Some of them legendary status of Devendra Jajaria, who doesn't know him. I mean, everyone should know him, but yeah, who knows him? Exactly. <laughs> Two-time yeah, gold so, medalist, absolutely. World record holder, everything he has under his belt. Amit Saroha. Uh, then we have Sandeep uh, in uh, Javelin F44, if I remember correctly. So, there are a lot of athletes. Uh, the Mariyappan Thangavelu, Sharad Kumar, and Varun Singh ba- uh, Bhati are there. They are. They can potentially be a one, two, three for India. You never know. They are so good. 
uh, I mean, we need to back our Paralympians as much as we do our Olympians or as much as we do our cricket team, so as to say. Because they are the ones who are actually putting in all those hard yards despite all those disabilities. So, you need to give a shout out to them. We need to back them the way we have backed our Olympians uh, for the for that fortnight. Just one more fortnight for our Paralympians. Uh, if, if I was in the hindsight, I was thinking, why not have Paral Paralympics before the Olympics? So yeah, yeah, yeah that, as a build that, up, that, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so that the festive season is uh, happens in a much better way because after Olympics, the hangover is oh, uh, the ha Olympic hangover is so much that you tend to forget all. Uh, all the Paralympians. So it's yeah. it will be a much better thing that if they have Paralympics before Olympics. Yeah, it is mm. usually um, uh, an afterthought, yeah. isn't it? Of, yeah. Yeah. Even shooting and badminton, we have a lot of uh, medal prospects. Pramod Bhagat is here. There uh, is one more guy. I'm very bad with names. <laughs> what to do? Uh, but yeah, so the thing is that uh, there are a lot of hopes that... Uh, at the Paralympics, and we need to back them. We have to back them uh, this time around because they are going to. Uh, uh, we will hear national anthem uh, for uh, a couple of, at least a couple of more times uh, in Tokyo uh, in coming weeks. That is really good to hear, and, and it's always good to hear the national anthem as well. Um, yeah. But you know, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to both of you. Um, you know, Paris is three years away, but I'm definitely going to pester both of you to come on the show a lot more regularly and keep the focus on other sports apart from cricket and football, which I normally do. We've got big year ahead next year with the Asian Games, Commonwealth Games, the Athletic World Championships, the Hockey Pro League will be happening as well. Um, and we've got the uh, Youth World Cup, Subashis, as well this year to look forward to. Uh, and again, I'm expecting, you know, high hopes for my team there but i'm sure we'll, we'll speak regularly as well but um i can't thank you both enough for taking time out in the previous show on this show it's been absolutely fascinating for me and uh, incredible insight um and uh, like i said hopefully we can uh, speak on a more regular basis about not only our national game but other sports absolutely uh Bharat, thanks so much uh, for having me it's uh, been an absolute pleasure Vishank, you take care as well, and thank you, Bert. So uh, thank you so much for uh, calling me over again. Uh, I wish all the best to you too, and let's uh, continuously support our Indian athletes uh, in making India a great uh, nation in sports. Yeah, and it's a great nation, and uh, we need to make a great uh, uh, nation in sports as well. We are the kind of people who need to back our athletes and. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think we'll have a show on uh, how we can do that in our humble opinion as well. Brilliant. Have a brilliant uh, rest of the day and uh, week and uh, hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Take care both. Thank you.